Hesitate when you in a high class, gotta separate. I ain't got time for you featherweights. I'm just trying to get my weight up, make it elevate. Yeah, hesitate. Took a long time to hit accelerate. If you ain't got the drive, then you better wait. But I've been had the drive, just need better brakes. Uh. Rift City, are you listening? I'm Christian Gamalian. I'm here for the first time, literally physically here, with Austin Caphammer, and this is the Peeps and Plaid podcast. It's season two, this is our second episode, and we're here with our first guest of the season, the host of 503 For the Fans podcast and commissioner of the Portland Trailblazers Twitter Fantasy Football League, what? Noah Patterson. What's Welcome, up, guys? Noah. What's up? Thank you for having me on the show. And just so you guys know, I am the best commissioner in the game, so shout out to you guys for having me on the show though it's gonna be a great one all right stoked dude so in this week's episode we're going to discuss the outlook of the western conference and the northwest division as well as the state of the nba it's been said that it's now a two-star league how true is that we'll discuss that where do the blazers stack up in that league and what are the chances of bringing a championship home to rip city in the 50th anniversary season so first off Austin, can you give us some facts on where the Blazers are at going into this discussion? Gladly, my friend. So last year, the Blazers were the third seed uh, with 53 wins tied with the Houston Rockets at the fourth seed. The rest of the West was defined between playoffs and lottery. The difference in the eighth and ninth seed was only nine wins. Meanwhile, uh, the playoff teams all had between 48 to 57. So that's kind of where uh, we sat in, in the grand scheme of things in the West. Um, so obviously looking to see an improvement and or at least uh, kind of I think treading water would even kind of be something that we'd be happy with. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously championship aspirations always, but yeah, it was real tight last year and power kind of got spread out. Yeah. And, you know, specific stars went from a lottery team to now an playoff team with another star so it's it's gonna be wild it's gonna be a close close western conference a lot of really tight games what are your thoughts on that noah uh, I mean, I think this two-star league is going to be something different. I think it's going to be balanced, but not balanced. I think the West just is straight havoc, and that's been like that for a numerous amount of years. And the East has got tremendously, I would say, lower, especially with KD being out and him not being mm. uh, playing for Brooklyn. Um, yeah. I, I would say this season, I, I literally have – we were just talking about earlier before the show. I literally have no idea how to put this Western Conference uh, standings together. You you put together five teams that are elite from last year, and then you forget about three other elite teams that are going right. to be elite this year. So um, honestly, it's it's going to be a hell of a year. Just excuse my language, but it's it is going to be that. It's going to be crazy, and. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. Portland has a top five, in my opinion, top five duo in the league. Dame and CJ really proved that last year with their playoff run. And I'm looking for them to be even better. Continued, I can't even say that word, really. But <laughs> being continuous and having them play together for these like four years, I think they've been yeah. starting together. Um, I, and the, what the players they have built around them, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, so, I mean, did we want to just go ahead and dive right into our our, uh, our projected standings? Yeah, let's go for it. So, I'll, I'll start us off with my projected 1 through 8 playoff seeds. Uh, it's, you know, the season hasn't even started. I'm sure I'm going to be regretting this instantly <laughs> because it's just wild. But I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about my ranking, so uh, we'll see how your, your guys is uh, compared to that. The Blazers are going to be lower where uh then a lot of people think last year i put the blazers at the eighth seed yes so uh i was very happy to be wrong there (laughs) Uh, very happy to be wrong 
This year, I also might have them lower than some other people, but I'm just going to go through my rankings. First, I have the Nuggets. First seed, Nuggets what? are about where they were last year, while the rest of the West was going all kinds of different directions. The Nuggets were the two seed. The Warriors, who were ahead of them, are now going to be dropping after losing Kevin Durant and losing Klay Thompson for the season, most likely. Uh, so I have the Nuggets at the one seed. I think they're just going to continue to grow. Jamal Murray's going to be... Uh, getting better. I mean, he's got a big contract that he's going to try to live up to. Then at the two, I have the Clippers. I mean, the Clippers are going to be good. We, we all know it. Kawhi and Paul George, I don't know mm-hmm. who's going to be able to stop them and who's going to be able to get through them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Clippers, I have at the two seed. Obviously, it depends on how long it takes to get chemistry within the team. Uh, and then three, I have the Lakers. I think the Lakers have the most talent in the league. They have LeBron and Anthony Davis. The Lakers are definitely going to be a problem in the playoffs when LeBron actually turns it on. Uh, and then I think, honestly, sorry to interrupt you, but I, I think that it, it shouldn't go without mentioning that Danny Green's on that team. Exactly. Yeah, that's 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 going to be big for them. But sorry, continue. That's that's uh... No, they are deep, dude. They have Danny Green, Avery Bradley, another really good oh, defensive man. guard. Um, obviously, he's, he's a couple years removed from um, his elite defense. And, I mean, I don't right. Know. Well... He's, he's still good. Yeah. Uh, and they got Rondo again. Um, even though Rondo kind of was talking trash about the Lakers last season in an interview, uh, he ended up going back to him. Uh, but, I mean, we'll see how it goes. They got Kuzma. He's obviously mm-hmm. going to be good. For me, they got Dwight Howard. For me, this is something we That's hopefully big. will talk about um, in a later episode. But, like, there was those all-decade teams that came out. I really oh. think Dwight Howard is the center of first-team all-decade for the 2010s. What, what decade? You said for the 2010s? For the 2010s. But what was what were his... I saw that too, and I'm, I'm familiar with what you're referencing. But Noah, what, what years was he on the Magic? Do you happen to know that? Or just um, like, a, even if, even I, if it's just... He was there early. He was... Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. He was there he was when the, Kobe was... Uh, I think he was there when Kobe was number eight. See, so I think that that's... I think most people would say that that's when he was really dominant. And I think that... I think... I, I, I can understand giving him that... That, but there are so many good because Shaq was in the mm. thousands too, technically too. So well, he, he was no. We're talking the twenty tens. I know, I know, but that's that's the point I'm getting like at. A, is, like one or two years he was in it. That's I don't know. that's that's the point I'm getting at though. Is I think that he should be an on an all decade team, but potentially just on the previous decade. Oh, dude, we'll, we'll talk about this in a later episode, okay. <laughs> and I will give you the rundown right. of my all decade teams because I all got right. them. Uh, but my point is, Dwight Howard is very good, and he had some really good years on uh the hawks and what was that team he was on other than that he was on the hawks he was on the hawks he was on the hornets he was just on the wizards yeah hawks and hornets he both did uh pretty decent on uh so i mean dwight howard still is very talented still really good at defense uh i think that with lebron's leadership and with the standards that they have for him i think he's gonna show up and javel mcgee isn't a scrub either i mean he's you know right no he's 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 definitely improved He's yeah. definitely improved. I think I think going to the Warriors was actually for him where a lot of people it was it was more of a, a cop out uh, in some regard in their career. I think for him it was actually a really good developmental uh, decision for his game. So I'm gonna rush through the rest of my rankings. I got the Jazz at four, the Rockets at five, Blazers at six. Without Nurk for the first half That's of fair. the season, at least it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. I mean, luckily Hassan's there. I don't think they're gonna have any problems winning games. But it's, you know, it's a lot of roster changes. One of the big things they had going for them was chemistry over time, where obviously, you know, Myers wasn't necessarily putting up stats, but um, players were playing within their role and playing right. well alongside Dame, whereas this year it might take some growing pains. 
Uh, so I have the Blazers at six. I have Warriors at seven. I think they're still a playoff team with Steph and Draymond. Um, and, you know, they have some other pieces there, but their their depth is kind of lacking in my opinion. And then I have the Pelicans at eight. I think Ooh. Drew Holiday is a beast. Hmm. Zion is obviously a beast. That mm-hmm. dude's going to be doing everything. And they got depth in that trade. I mean, they got... Lonzo Ball, you can argue whether or not he's a quality player. Brandon Ingram still has some potential. Josh Hart. I don't, yeah, I don't think these guys are amazing, but I think they could be pieces in a playoff team mm-hmm. with two stars ahead of them. Yeah. So that those are my rankings. Nuggets, Clippers, Lakers, Jazz, Rockets, Blazers, Warriors, Pelicans. And for you, Noah, what are you thinking? Okay, um, I'm going to – you guys are going to – I mean, this is – you could put a little bias into it, but I, I'm going to go this. I'm going to go Clips first. I, I think they're – that's depending on load management, and that's depending on how much they play Kawhi and PG. And right. but they got depth, like you guys have been talking about, and they got they have potentially another starting five in their top in their bench. So mm-hmm. um, I would put them first, and I, I hate to put it, and I'm not saying Denver's the better team, but I'll put them at the second seed. And the reason I put this is wow. they have a sorely advantage, and and the Blazers know this. The where they play is really such an advantage that the altitude in Denver is crazy. They catch teams on back-to-back nights where they just played for a full night just the night before, probably play a tough team, and they come to a crazy altitude where they can barely breathe in Denver. So I, I, that's what, I give them the advantage there, and they have a real advantage just with their home court. But Dude, I'll honestly, go- it, it blows my mind that they don't have more of an advantage. Like, there was that season where they had um they were the 3 seed and they were against the Warriors when the Warriors first made the playoffs maybe it was 7 and 2 i think it was 6 and 3 seeds and the Warriors were able to uh, overcome them and get the upset in the playoffs but the Nuggets had the best home court in the league at the time but i'm surprised that the Nuggets don't have better home court because like i i see that with Denver teams where i'm like they always mention it but teams still win there sometimes, which kind of blows my mind because when you go into somewhere with elevation and you're not used to it, it takes some time to get right. used to. And I'm, I, I totally agree. I mean, I was surprised the Blazers caught two games in Denver in the playoffs. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's that's crazy. But uh, I'll go – I'm, I'm going to go Portland three. And the reason why I go this is because I think – I think – Whiteside has a, a tremendous year, and I think he uh, has something really to prove. I mean, it's a contract year, and I think he's really gonna buy in. I think he's gonna. Yeah. Li- li- I think he's gonna listen to stats. He's not. He's gonna shut his mouth. And I think Dame's a real leader, and the best leader in, in the NBA, in my opinion. And he's really gonna guide Whiteside. So I'll put them at the three. I think they're gonna have a great year, and then I'll put Utah fourth, and I'll put. Interchangeable. I, I listed this. Houston and the Lakers fifth and sixth. I'm gonna put the Lakers there. Just be. I, I don't. I don't doubt wow. talent. I don't doubt talent. But I don't. I doubt that they can stay on the court all 82. I, I think. Yeah. I think there has to be a team that that's gonna get injuries, and they so happen to have a good amount of those guys that are fringe there. And they have. And I think they are deep, but they also lack some. I, I like the addition of Danny Green. But he's also he wasn't very consistent for Toronto last year. Yeah, and yeah. he had some moments for them, sure. But um, I think he's a great leader guy for them. I think I think they'll be a fine. I think I could see them being a top three seed easily. But I think they'll have some injuries, so I'll put them there. And then I'll put Golden State seven. And I don't disagree with you, Christian. But I'll put the Spurs eight. They haven't missed the yeah. playoffs in 19 years. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't see them. 
missing the playoffs. I mean, they they got Dejounte Murray back. I mean, they yeah. it's gonna be a battle for the eight seed. I think it's gonna be Spurs, Mavs, Pelicans, potentially Kings, but I think the Spurs will prevail. Yeah, last so year my... I predicted the Spurs would finally snap the streak, and I was wrong. So we'll see if I'm wrong again. <laughs> I, I predicted they get the nine seed this year, so we'll see. All right, gentlemen. Well, I suppose that means it's my turn. <laughs> Let's see here. So uh, I'm going to have to put the clips at one um, for all the reasons that were already mentioned. Um, I think that you already had a really solid defensive core there, um, and now you just added two of the best uh, wings in the, le- in the league. Not only two of the best, but Paul George being known for his his defense. Oh, yeah, and then I think that Kawhi guy is okay, too, at defense. <laughs> um, but... So yeah, they, like you said, load management, that's a great point. Um, we're, we're seeing that kind of become more pervasive in the league right now. Um, you know, we were just talking about the Spurs. Uh, they, they, they indulged in that. Uh, we've seen that later in seasons with, obviously, with LeBron and with, with the Warriors. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm interested to see that dynamic for them. Um, I have the Lakers at the two seed. That could very easily be swapped with Houston. Um, I think you make good points about Danny maybe not being the the player that uh, we knew him to be in San Antonio at, in Toronto. But I think I think part of it is almost like when you're playing fantasy football, right? It's not just about how good the player is; it's about the fit and who who maybe they are playing. And I think the fit for for what LA was really missing on that roster after everything was said and done trade wise was they just didn't have any shooting. And I think that even if he's average in that department, I think that that could be big for them. But man, I, I Houston could very easily, and this goes with a couple of these teams, but Houston could very easily be an, a, a first seed. Oh know? yeah, they could just come out and be crazy. But we've seen Russ and James Harden have critiques on their defensive effort, and as a team, they're already not super focused aside from Clint being a, a force down low. So that's going to really just, they're going to have to hang their hat on defense. Golden state. I have at the, at the fourth seed. I'm interested to see how they incorporate D'Angelo Russell on, on some of these, you know how, when you, when, when the two case, when the season wraps up, two K uh, users will do the user generated rosters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been, I've been playing the one that's most downloaded right now. And I think that they have D'Angelo at like the, at the two uh-huh. and they put clay at the three. So, I mean, we'll see if that really happens, but I, it, it might be, I don't know. It might be more beneficial for them to do that. And then maybe slide them into more of a six man role. I'm not sure. So that's going to be interesting. I have the blazers at the sixth. And I think that you made a really great point about the contract year. Yeah, oh, I'm five. sorry. At five, at five. Um, I think you made a really good point about the contract year with with Hassan because that is definitely a motivating factor I think for a lot of players regardless of the sport um so I like that you made that point then I have the Nuggets falling after them that's that that could be seen as a slight maybe a little bit of bias there but I don't know that's just tough they the Nuggets could easily be a a top three team it's it's impossible bro (laughs) right and then, you know, you made a great point before we started here. You said, oh, my gosh, I forgot about the Jazz. And that's who I have after following them. And then I, I, I think the Mavs sneak in at the end. Okay. You know, we talk a little bit about these two-star leagues. We're going to talk a little bit more. You know, Kristaps, the poor Zing God was just nutty when he was when he was at the top of his game or before his injury. <laughs> he's, I mean, he's got so much upside, man. Um, I, I think that... They have a two-star team. They have they have Doncic and him, and um, 
I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to see how that dynamic works out. But very just as easily, the Kings could take a next step and, and squeeze themselves in at a seven or an eight. Yeah. And then DeMar DeRozan is a, you know, a, a, probably the best top three mid-range shooters in the league, in my opinion. You know something crazy about DeMar? He made What's... seven three-pointers last year. Stop it. No, I That's swear. Fifteen percent he shot fifteen percent from three. Man. He's old school, man. No. He should play with Ben Simmons. I mean, Pop really I mean he was more of a, he was starting to be more of a volume shooter in Toronto, but Pop really killed it. They That's they have this crazy. like uh, I've talked to this guy, um I'm friends with a Spurs fan. They have like this mentality mentality that if you're not good at shooting threes, don't shoot them. I mean that's a good mentality. But yeah. <laughs> they really told DeMar to not shoot threes. He made I was shocked when I saw seven made three on the year. That's I was unbelievable. I mean that is Crazy dude. Like, I mean, Zach Collins probably made seven threes. No, he, Zach Collins made more. I think Zach Collins made seven Crazy. in the playoffs. <laughs> Crazy wow. dude. That's great. All right. Well, some takeaways I think from uh, from our rankings. I think we, yeah, we all had the same top seven. The same seven teams were in that top. Yeah. And I think those are honestly contenders. Uh, Noah, you and I both had the Warriors at seven. Austin, you had them at four. Mm -hmm. So I think the Warriors are definitely toward the back end of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But obviously their championship pedigree, they could very easily put something together uh, by the time the playoffs come. But the way that I look at it, it's those seven teams that really all have a shot at the championship. (laughs) Um, The Blazers and Warriors, I think, are least likely to get the one seed. But honestly, you could put them... Any of those seven teams anywhere, one through seven. But the Blazers, because of Nurk, um, that situation, and because of the roster turnaround, I think they're less likely to to get the one seed. And the Warriors, because they're just taking such a step back from what they're used to, Mm -hmm. I think they're unlikely to get the one seed. But really, all those teams are so good. Um, One thing I wanted to touch on that... You know, you already agreed with Austin, but I really liked what you said about Hassan Whiteside with it being a contract year. I think that's going to be really similar with Dwight Howard with the Lakers, but of course, you know, Hassan Whiteside hasn't had as many injury issues as far as I know. Right. Um, and has, you know, he's younger. So he could really put something together. He's still very talented. Um, he, you know, had really good per 36 numbers last year, wasn't a scrub. Um, and with the right leadership, like Dwight Howard's going to have LeBron. Hassan's going to have Damian Lillard, one of the, you know, arguably top three leaders in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I'll, side, I'll side with you on that one. No, I think I, I, I can't think of anybody else that, um, you know, I can't. I, who else would even hold a, hold a flame to Damian's leadership? Oh, no one. And one thing you have to think about Hassan is that it, Dwayne Wade was still there, but he wasn't there really. I mean, he was in and out when when Whiteside was there. I mean, he went to the Cleveland and he I, he was injured all the time. I mean, he dealt with a lot of things. I mean, he was there the whole, obviously his whole career, but and he really played well with Whiteside. But you think of it, Whiteside, you, you see him on Snapchat. He's he is kind of childish. I mean, you can't really you can't doubt that. Right. But you gotta love him for it. But you take that yeah. type of personality, you put him in Miami Beach, and you give him a twenty-seven mm-hmm. million dollar contract for five years. I mean, not that it's he should have that like he should have that motivation to like go away from that. But him, he you can see the distractions where they come from, and he's not gonna get distracted yeah. like that in Portland. And no. and you knew they weren't contenders in Miami. Exactly. I mean, and he could he could easily. 
rise his stock and grab himself another 15 to 20 mil contract if he goes off this year. And I think that's yeah. what he's really looking for, honestly. So. And, you, and you know what? I have no issue if he pulls an Ennis and he goes elsewhere. But I'd, I, I would like it if we were able to take that, that value, that improved upon value, and really, you know, stop with the Blazers edge post and actually make the move. Oh, you know exactly. They need, they, uh, they need to shuffle him. He could cover up to 33 mil in yeah. cap space. So, I mean, as much yeah. as you hate it, I would definitely be all for him going, shipping him for love. I really, I mean, that's... Really? I, I would ship him for love, but that's not my first choice. And <laughs> Yeah. Okay, I would I would honestly rather go Blake Griffin route if you could try yep, to get that, yeah. or maybe Aaron Gordon, like something like. Oh, love it. So if you can get those two guys first, obviously, but at the end of the day, if you if Nurkic is coming back and you're confident and shipping Whiteside out, I, I would a third a third option love. I would be okay with it. So before we get to a third option, it looks like Christian might be interested in um, discussing a little bit more about just the fact that we have seen more teams focus on even just having a second option and being in a two-star league. So Christian, did you want to go through some of these, uh, some of these dynamic duos? Yeah, I have some of my personal rankings. Sorry, I didn't have you guys prep this, but oh, no, uh, some of my personal rankings are the, the best two stars on teams. Um, so you look at it. I mean, last year, obviously it was, you know, for the last few years, it's been a super team league where it's whoever, you know, who's the big three with LeBron, you know, who, who all is on the warriors now that they've, four or five all-stars, whatever the case is. But now it's really a two-star league. There, there's a few teams that have some more, you know, arguable stars. Uh, but you look at the top ones. For me, it's LeBron and Anthony Davis. I mean, LeBron, many people think he's the greatest of all time. Yeah. Anthony Davis is one of the the top, like, franchise cornerstones. Everyone's considered him that for the last five years or so. Mm-hmm. Um, then for me, at number two, it's Kawhi and Paul George, um, where, you know, two really good defensive wings when, you know, those small forward, power forward positions are so key in today's NBA. Like, not in the last 10 years, pretty much every single championship team has had a top small Uh, forward on their team. I mean, I don't disagree. (laughs) So, so yeah, I mean, for me, it's, you know, LeBron and AD, they consolidated that. LeBron had a decent team that wasn't going to the playoffs. AD had a decent team for years, but this, this last year they weren't going to the playoffs. Now they're coming together. They got way more pieces, so that's just making one more juggernaut in the West. Um, Kawhi and Paul George, same thing, where the Clippers were already a playoff team, and now they're just light years above where they were. Um, obviously, that was at the expense of the OKC Thunder. Um, you know, they're probably tanking. They have uh, CP3 and Gallinari, which they're not bad players whatsoever. Obviously, CP3 is one of the best point guards of all time, and Gallinari isn't bad he's he's a good shooter he's a good all-around player i take him off of their hands yeah yeah yeah, absolutely exactly i I talked to my friend about you know man if it was possible to get baysmore for gallo and get Whiteside for someone else and just throw all the draft picks out there man uh i mean yeah anyway (laughs) yeah so i have you know lebron and ad Kawhi and paul george then i have harden and westbrook just because they're both mvps these got like they're going to do some stuff together. I mean, obviously, I'll take Dame over Westbrook, but Harden and Westbrook is going to be exciting to watch again. Um, and then I got... And that's that's consolidating power, too, because I'll take Westbrook over CP3 in that scenario. Obviously, there's chances that their attitudes could uh, clash in Houston, yeah. but 
Um, we'll see how that goes. And then I'll take Antetokounmpo and Middleton, just, just because Antetokounmpo is that good, in my opinion. Okay, I'm, surprised you, I'm, I'm surprised you said that, honestly. honestly. Well, I, and my question, when I'm looking at his screen here, Noah, I'm thinking, how do you, how do you feel about that contract that they uh, offered Middleton? Oh, I mean, it, people were kind of comparing that to the CJ's contract, but... Um, Honestly, I think they they it, it's an overpaying league right now, and they yeah. overpaid him. They they straight up did, and yeah. you could say that with CJ, but CJ straight up earned that contract with the playoffs. I didn't see no, I yeah. didn't see Milton doing that in the playoffs. Expe- I, yeah. I really, especially I didn't see that against Toronto. I mean, yep. yeah, against Toronto. So, I mean. Yep. Milton, yeah, kudos to him for being like an all star this year, but that that was strictly him being him him being in the East and yeah. you take him to the West, he's not an all star. So yeah. and I tell people that all the time because people can tell me that Milton's better than CJ, but no, I, I just don't I don't think Milton is better than CJ. That's just in my I, opinion. I, I would I would agree with you trying to be objective as possible. I would I would still agree with you on that. Yeah, I mean Middleton definitely CJ's got Middleton on skill. But Middleton's size definitely helps him out. Um, yeah. I talked to people like man, I've I've talked to people recently, and okay, this is going to be a weird comparison. But I'm like, when you compare these two players, like LeBron is going to beat whatever point guard you're talking about. Like if you if the rest of the team is the same, it's five on five, and you got five players. And you're saying LeBron, purely purely size. Yeah, it's like yeah. LeBron versus Dame. Like yeah. sure, <laughs> I might think Dame is better than LeBron in my mind. But like LeBron is gonna beat Damian Lillard in that matchup. Oh, like, <laughs> ten out of ten. Like size is a, like there's a reason for size, but obviously you can't have five big players. Anyway, I'm going on a tangent. Anyway, what I'm getting at is I have Damon CJ ranked at the seventh best um, duo in the league. The next ones I have is Embiid and Simmons. Obviously, they have a couple more stars on their team, um, and then Curry and Draymond or Clay. Uh, obviously, Clay's injured, but I have Damon CJ at seventh after that. So. I mean, Damon CJ is a, like about as good as it gets. LeBron and AD, Kawhi and Paul George are for sure above them. But other than that, I mean, they're a really good duo. CJ's not an all-star. Um, I don't think he will be this year or maybe even ever if he stays in the West. Oh, you just I, you just I triggered this man. I you think just triggered this man. <laughs> think about it. Think about it. Clay Thompson's <laughs> out for the season. Who takes that yeah. spot? Kawhi Leonard. But but they're gonna do it differently. But they'll do it differently because they're not gonna be able to. They're not gonna be able to put as much Eastern Conference players as in in the West. You know what I mean? Because it's not gonna be East West. I hope it's not because if it's that way, geez, it's gonna stay East West, dude. They're not gonna change it. They're they're gonna keep doing the the two captains, but it's still gonna be based off the East West format. They haven't changed that yet. I don't know if they'll uh, that then they'll have some interesting players in the East. That that team will. (laughs) That's for sure. The, the, it'll oh just be the 76ers gosh. and the uh and the bucks that's it so, wow. so then it looks like it looks like you have at eight uh conley and gobert or conley mitchell Ooh, well yeah that's, I that's, that's a little bit less Murray above them yeah they're they're ones that i put down low just because i'm not very high on murray obviously Millsap could be in there too and and really yeah yeah they Again, this is something where it could be anywhere. And this is in the context of a of a two player discussion here too. I think that's important. And we're not we're not sliding um Jokic, you know Jokic any the, or, because we've obviously we just talked about where we expect them to fall playoff wise as a team and that's that's much different than than discussing just the two person lineup. But then you have at nine Lowry and Siakam. I, I what do you what are you thinking, Noah? What do you expect to see out of Toronto this season following their championship? Um, I, I think they're back to being a, uh, 
fringe, a fringe can like fringe depending on Siakam. If he, and I, I depending what Siakam does, if he gives them twenty one oh. to twenty five per game, I think. But I think Philadelphia is way superior to them now. I, I, I think yeah. Mo, I Philadelphia has every way possible to lock them up. And um, I think Milwaukee's obviously superior to them, but I think they'll be a three seed, three four seed. I don't. It, it, that's depending on how Kyle Lowry takes his approach too. Because if he takes that whole backpack thing and starts averaging like five points a game like he did with Kawhi, I mean, right. I, I don't know what to expect out of Toronto. Honestly, right. it's all it's all about Siakam for them. And then he has he has Kyrie and DeAndre uh, Jordan on on uh, the Nets. I would hardly call that a duo, but I, I'm assuming you're obviously saying that as a result of Katie's injury and the timing. Yeah, if um, Katie was in there, it's they're probably five the or top six. Five. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then I I still like the Rosen Aldridge as a as a tandem, right? As a as a duo. Um, I think they're out the door this year, though. Yeah. I'm dude. Okay. I'm hoping so. I don't I don't know. I've gone through so many scenarios and I never know what I really want. DeRozan just like, doesn't seem happy. Yeah, yeah. And and it's I I talked about in our last episode, I talked about now, I talked about last season. The Spurs are going to miss the playoffs at some point in the next, you know, 20, 30 years. Hopefully this year. In the, I, I, don't I mean, really, I mean I don't If they trade I don't wish LA. will on the Spurs, but yeah, I mean Popovich has got to retire at some point too, and Tim Duncan's going to be ready for that head coaching position. Oh yeah, so I, I don't, don't know if they it. give it a full year, if they give it half a year. Okay, I don't know. Well, don't don't take too much stock in this hypothetical of mine, but I would not be surprised if there was a move between the Spurs and the Kings at some point. There's you got some California love still for DeRozan, and you know Pop if he's staying, he's hungry for a couple young upcoming you know he's 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 one to not go uh go big or go home he's fine with getting the the handful of solid players and i think the kings have that to offer and i wouldn't be surprised if that was a route they went um but then at 12 he has jason tatum and kemba walker i'm really interested to see how that works out yeah Um, i mean they they're not uh, the only thing i would say about them is that they've kind of looked rough in the olympics so the the FIBA Olympics, yeah. not the Olympics, but um, they've kind of looked rough there. So I, I don't know. It depends what they do. I mean, they Jason Tatum, he really had some rough games in this FIBA in the couple yeah. of FIBA games. I, yeah, I'm interested, but that's a good placement for them. I think they're 15. I think they're yeah. around there. Yeah, and then I mean they have they then the last three are Olin Depot and Turner. I really I really like both of those players. I've always I've always been a fan of Miles Turner. He has Griffin and Drummond. Um, and then lastly, he has that just because of the, the situation of the team, the, the Nuggets, uh, Murray, uh, okay. Jokic. Uh, okay. I, oh, I, then, I think, yeah, go ahead. Oh, well, yeah. I, th- he just scrolled down another page and geez, <laughs> he's going to rank every single team almost. Um, but they, yeah, then he's got CP3, Gallo, Holiday and Zion and Luca and Porzingis. Oh man, that's so eighteen teams. You're gonna put Luca and Porzingis at eighteen? Okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. I took the first few really seriously. After that, I was like, oh, let me make sure I get them all in. <laughs> so I think Jokic and Murray are probably higher. I think Luca and Porzingis are higher. I think Holiday and Zion will be higher next season, but I can't say that now because Zion hasn't even played in the NBA. Um, and Kyrie and DeAndre, they're lower. They're higher with KD. Uh, but yeah, I mean Luca Doncic. Okay, first off. 2K knows what they're doing because I play so well with Luka Doncic without even, like, I played with him and I was like, why didn't I play with him before? He is so good in this game. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, it's, he's... it's legit. 
That guy is like he was putting up LeBron numbers as a rookie. Like, well, I saw a statistic here the other day, and it said the only three players to average twenty-one or more, I think, in their rookie year. And it actually wasn't, to my surprise, it wasn't like the best company. Like they were, it was. I can't remember the other two players right now. But it's it got to be like, like Tyreek Evans. Yeah, I mean, well, it was it was somebody that you were like, okay, that person was definitely in. You know, <laughs> they were on their game at that point, but they that we didn't see the longevity out of it. So we'll see. We'll see when it, in regards to him. But yeah, him and Trey are going to be in the league for quite some time, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with. I mean, the, your top five, top six is definitely agreeable. I don't see anything that's flawed. I mean, I could, I, you could argue putting Dame CJ at that five spot, depending on their productivity and what they've accomplished right. as a duo. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't see anything wrong with that. I'm, I'm, I agree with it. Quick other question for both of you: uh, How, if at all? Do you, do each of you expect um, the the share of the minutes between Dame and CJ this year to change? Do we think that we we they're staggered pretty similar to last year? Do you think? That- I think that all depends on how Anthony Simons Anthony Simons plays. Yeah, I think that yeah. all depends on how he plays in the second unit. I think if he starts to kind of clutch up a little bit, and uh, I think if he plays really well for us, and I think. Mm-hmm. I think you'll see a lot of Dame and CJ together, but I think if he struggles and shows that he's 20 years old, um, yeah. which he will, which he will, but yeah. I, I think you'll see CJ kind of lean more towards the second unit a little bit more and kind of get yeah. his numbers a little bit more, honestly. Fair. What do you think, Christian? So I want to uh, jump on a quick tangent, if you guys will. Uh, <laughs> Anthony Simons, it, I, I agree with you that he's going to be a big factor with Dame and CJ. I think that the minutes are going to look really similar with Damon CJ. I mean, Simons is going to be getting some of Turner's old minutes and some of Seth Curry's old minutes. Um, and I think he'll struggle early in the season, um, at least some of the games, and that it'll probably bring down his playing time. And then he'll probably ease back into it and have a solid, you know, sixth, seventh man role um, as the backup point guard by the end of the season. Now, what are your guys' thoughts on potentially trading Anthony Simons? The Blazers mm. love Anthony Simons. Dame loves him. Uh, Stotts loves him. It's, it seems it seems like everyone loves Anthony nope. Simons. And I'm with it. I'm just saying, if this guy is as good as they all say, he's not going to be able to start over Dame or CJ ever. Like, no, we have them locked fine. up till what, 2022 now? He's, he's never going to... Or 2024 for Dame, right? I don't know. Uh, sorry, I, have, I don't have. I mean, info right there. honestly, I, I'm gonna drop a bomb here, but if Send you're it. talking there, I think, I think CJ has more of a chance to get traded before Simons. Honestly, Ayo. I agree, and, and 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 that's a that's a fantastic point because that's you're you're thinking long term for the franchise, and uh, I think that's a fantastic point. And also, Olshay has has came out and, and said that Anthony Simons is the most naturally talented player that he's ever drafted so uh, you have to get a golden nugget in return I, the, you yeah, gotta get yeah. <laughs> it but and also let's not get ahead of ourselves i think that i said no and, and and sort of talked over christian there for a moment but i think it's no now but in the coming two to four seasons then that's you know whether it be cj or him that might be something that we might bat an eye at. But right now, I think he's too useful in the position that you had illuminated uh, of him being that uh, six-man catalyst for us right now. Yeah, so. I think I think if CJ and Dane give you a championship within the three three to four years, the next three or four years, I think Anthony maybe gets traded. I, I do. I don't 
I don't, but then CJ is going to be 33, so I don't, I don't really know that. Right. So I don't really yeah. know what they, what their plan is. I don't know if they're going to want to keep Damon CJ here till they're 39 to play their whole entire careers. But obviously, yeah. they're not going to be starters that entire time. But yeah. I mean, Dame yeah. probably would. But <laughs> yeah. Um, so my des- my uh, intent was not to share a desire to trade Anthony Simons. It was to bring up the <laughs> the idea that hey, like these three guys can't all start, and if they are who he says he is. If he wants to get a contract one day, he's going to need to be a star on a team. You know, that kind of thing. So it's it's something we got to think about. Um, so one thing I want to jump back to real quick um, before we finish up. Uh, we talked about the Western Conference. In that, we talked about the Nuggets, Jazz, and Blazers. These are all teams we think are at least top six teams in the West. Uh, three of them out of the, um, out of the Northwest uh, Division. Sorry. Uh, what are our thoughts on the status of the Northwest Division? We have the Nuggets... Jazz and Blazers, who we all think are really solid, maybe lacking in the you know crazy star power that the Clippers and Lakers have, mm-hmm. but these are solid teams. And the Thunder maybe are taking a step back, and the Wolves are you know what they are. So yeah. what are you guys <laughs> thinking about the Northwest? Division? I think it's a clog jam. I think it's obviously going to be up to Houston. I'm not Houston, uh, Utah, uh, Denver, and us to win the division. I don't. I think the OKC and the Wolves a battle for the four or five, <laughs> but. I yeah. think between Denver, Portland, and uh, Utah, I think it's going to be a bloodbath. I think um, it's going to come down to the home court advantage. Who's going to win the most out of those series? I think we we play both teams four times. Um, so I think it's going to come down to if you beat a team three times or if you split. I mean, it, it just it all d- depends on that. But I think each team has equal amount to win that division. Where would you say that the Pacific Northwest – uh, division falls on the spectrum of difficulty compared to others. In the I would league. say it's it's either between them or I don't I can I don't know the specific specific name for the division, but the the Houston to Texas division. I think it's between us yeah. and them. I think it's always between yeah, um, te- uh, between Dallas, the Spurs, Houston, and mm-hmm. I don't know uh, there are other two teams, but I would yeah. yeah it's between them two for the league honestly because yeah. the Northwest easily is top three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Well, and then I think I think one more thing that we wanted to cover here before we get ready to wrap up was, uh, well, I should say two more quick Blazers-centric uh, topics being, one, the extensions overall, how we feel about the extensions of the Blazers' two-star players, and two, how are we feeling about the retro jerseys? I'm 100% on the retro jerseys. <laughs> Go ahead, Christian. Oh, man. Dude, I'll, I'll retweet the, uh, the old tweet I had before. I've always loved these Blazers jerseys. I've been sad that I haven't seen Dame wear them a single time. I'm, I'm pretty sure I haven't seen anything with it. Uh, I have a picture on Twitter that I'm going to put back up where I've always wanted to see the Blazers with their vertical letter jerseys against the Thunder in their vertical letter jerseys. Ooh. That blue versus red. I think that would be really fun to watch. Uh, so that that's my thoughts on the jerseys. They're they're my favorites. It's These and the plaid jerseys are my favorite Blazers jerseys of all time. So oh, for sure. I'm excited. Yeah, and so then, how are we feeling about our extensions uh, that 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 uh, CJ and uh, Dame garnered? I think it's plans for the future. It's smart locking them in and not giving. I mean, not really giving. Not like saying that you want to, but not really giving them a chance to secondhand it if the if something goes down in the season. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. you don't want a player to be stuck and unhappy, but you want to lock them in. And you want to, them to know that they're important. So I right. mean, they. So they did just and, and, that. <laughs> and for all the, all the all the audience, oh, you're fine. For for the audience listening, 
Um, the specific contracts, I want to say it was a five-year supermax for Dame at two hundred something. What what was it now? Do you guys do you guys recall? Forty-nine per. It's forty-eight per. It's uh, something crazy like two ninety-eight, something like that. Jeez. And then how much how much did they end up settling with CJ for? Was it three or four years? Uh, yeah, it's a four-year, and I think he's getting paid thirty thirty mil a year or thirty. Okay, so we. We just got confirmation. So for for Dame, it's uh it's a hundred and ninety six million. Oh God! I, wow! I wondered uh, that. <laughs> um, is is that right? We, am I reading that correctly? Yeah. She, oh. Four year, hundred ninety six. Um, through the twenty, I think it's like twenty twenty four. This is tough to. Pull oh, that looks like it might be. Huh. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get back to you on the specifics on that. Um, but. And then I'm sorry. No, what what did you say uh, regarding uh, CJ's CJ's extension? I think it was four mil. Uh, I, I I just know the pers because I just remember. Yeah. I think it was like thirty two or thirty per. So it okay. has to be like uh, it was a hundred mil. So yeah, it was a, it was a four. It was a three. four year, one hundred and six. Yeah, it's four years, one hundred and six million dollars. Oh, I'm sorry. That was that that's was that's his previous contract. That was, that was a three, three, it's a three year, hundred million dollars. Oh yeah, you're is. right. Oh, nice. Okay. Well, yeah. I think I think three years is. I think I really like that for the in terms of the the, the period of time. I think you're right. So he can't really just you know get frustrated and leave us like you said. We don't want a player to be unhappy in any circumstance. But um, I, I like that. That's a good. That's a good middle ground. And then obviously we we really solidified Dame. So I like that. So. uh one thing I want to make sure we don't uh, miss out on, anytime we have a guest on the show, uh, starting now, starting in season two, Woo-hoo. we want to ask a couple questions. So, uh, Noah, first off, uh, do you have a favorite Blazers game that you have attended? Favorite Blazers memory? You guys might be jealous, but I attended Here game five. I attended... Dude, I was there. I was... I, I had the corner shot. I was in the... I, I forget the section, but I was like the corner of the basket, so I saw Dame straight on, like just a perfect view, and oh, that... Yeah. It, it solidified. I, I was hugging strangers in, yeah. the, yeah. in, the, in the stadium. <laughs> like, that's how crazy it was. I was crying. Was. Crying, <laughs> watching sports. I don't cry, like, that often. I, I'm not a crier. I, mean, I was crying. Yeah. I won't, hey, it, it, uh, let me let me throw my two cents in here. I live a thousand miles away on the Arizona State uh, University campus down there in Tempe, Arizona, and I have completely turned out all of my friends as Blazers fans. <laughs> and, and That's I awesome. had every single I had every single one of them over there through the playoffs just losing it. They're not even Blazers fans. Just Aah! That's awesome, man. Yeah, Seriously. so you know, Blazers are an easy team to like. Uh, it's no, and especially in the after Rashid and the the Jailblazers broke up. I mean, it just was wow. Like when Travis Outlaw was just starting three for like five years, it's it's go time. Um. So other question, real quick, Blazer that um you're a fan of, obviously not like Damian Lillard, but like who's your favorite <laughs> Blazer from the past? Maybe they're on the team for a year, maybe four years, maybe you know okay, maybe it's yeah. Wesley Matthews or uh, someone. This is but someone other than that... a main star. Yeah, this is someone that actually, it it was surprising, guys. Um, my last name is Patterson, so yep. uh, if you guys remember the player Ruben Patterson. All right. Yeah, uh, right, I uh, was. Oh, he yeah he was probably there lower two thousands. I mean I was I was born ninety eight. Um, so I was watching games more early, like around two thousand five, and he was, he was like kind of labeled as like the Kobe stopper because one time him and Kobe got into it, and he like shut Kobe down for like fifteen points one night, and uh, 
was but a big yeah, deal he's, back then. Yeah, it was a big deal. And so he uh, he really made me like them just because I loved that his last name was Patterson, obviously. And yeah. as a kid, that's awesome to have. I have his jersey. And I really liked Scottie Pimper when he came to the Blazers, too. So. Oh, yeah. 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 I have a jersey for every Gamaleon in the NBA. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, another thing, we didn't necessarily uh, talk about this before the podcast, but uh, we want to open up any guest to challenge us at something. We're going to be uh, uh, streaming NBA 2K20 real soon, coming up September 6th. On the day it is released. On the day it's released, we're going to be streaming on Mixer. Um, I don't know... I. I saw that you're uh, you got something going on. Yeah, Twitch. me too. I will. So, I'll, I'll be on Twitch. I'm so yeah, we can maybe sick, collab sometime and play. That'll be fun. Wait, let's, yep. let's run one. Well, yep, you guys on we'll Xbox or PS4? I'm on Xbox. Oh, okay, I might duel it up. So I might. I have a PS4 right now, but I might get one, an Xbox. So. Oh, there All we right. go. Yes. You're in the area, so we, yeah. we can link up. You yeah. Can come over. Yeah. So thank you for having me on the show, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Thanks for joining us, and uh, as always, thank you to Ziggy Zay for the music. Follow us and subscribe on any preferred platform, whether it be Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever you'd like. And then go ahead and follow us on Instagram at Peeps and Plaid, um, and on Twitter. And then shout out our buddy here, Noah. Um, go and follow five hundred three the fans. You want to give them a spiel here what how are they gonna find you yeah they're gonna find me on twitter at 503 for the fans and uh you guys can look at my link i have uh in my bios uh my podcast link there you guys can check out my episodes we're releasing a lot more in september so uh thank you for having me on the show guys appreciate it yeah man thanks peace out hesitate when you in a high class gotta separate i ain't got time for you featherweights i'm just trying to get my weight up make it elevate yeah hesitate Took a long time to hit accelerate If you ain't got the drive, then you better wait But I've been had the drive, just need better brakes uh, Hesitate, when you in a high class, gotta separate I ain't got time for you featherweights I'm just trying to get my weight up, make it elevate Yeah. Hesitate, T- took a long time to hit accelerate If you ain't got the drive, then you better wait But I've been had the drive, just need better brakes uh, Hit him with the <laughs> Hezzy CP3, blow by, get ready, can't take my place Now way too heavy, and the weight moving now look a bit unsteady See, I know a lot of clowns, but I thought through my moves and it's gonna go down. See, I got the engine running and they hate that sound because they know I'm on the move. Ain't no way I'm gonna lose because I never gotta prove myself. They've been bruising my health, so I had to move on. Might have took too long, but it's done, been dealt. Gonna take off like I got no belt. Gonna get hot, yo, the blow might melt. So I gotta elevate to a higher place. Empire mind state when I'm on. Wanna escape in Patron, but escape in my zone. I'm fly, get my cape, and I'm gone. gone.